Welcome, everyone. Live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name is Alex, and my co-host today is Jack. Our special guest today is Mr. Collins, who is a school counsellor at McKillop College, Werribee. Welcome to the show. We are here today to talk about mental health in basketball, most uh, especially NBA. All right, so let's just start off uh, with a simple question um, and topic. Uh, so what are your predictions for the 22-2023 season? And who do you have for your most improved player, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, and for the championship? Well, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> um, look, I think there's a, there's a clear group at the top. So Warriors are still going to be there. I think yeah. Milwaukee and Top. Boston will still be good out east. Um, yeah, so take your pick of any of those three. If I had to put my money on it, mm-hmm. um, Warriors. I might go with Warriors yeah, again. Yeah, again. yeah. You reckon? Um, if some of those young guys they've got can come through. Mm. Jordan uh, Poole. Well, Jordan Poole's good, yeah, in contract year as well, so he'll be handy. Um, but no, even the younger ones, Kuminga, Moody, oh, for sure, for sure. Wiseman, if they can get something out of Wiseman, that would go a long way to them winning. Especially Kuminga, since he still has a hand injury, as I'm not mistaken. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I reckon, mm, I reckon yeah, Warriors or Warriors, the yeah. Bucks. That's a good one. One of them too. What about, all right, let's start with most improved player. Most improved player, that's a tough one off the top of my head. Um... I think as well. What about about an obvious one? Someone like Jordan Clarkson? No, I don't think Jordan Clarkson, no. (laughs) He might not even be in Utah before long. Um, No, I think if I was putting money on someone, maybe someone like Anthony Edwards could make that jump jump from kind of rookie of the year level to all-star level and maybe that would be enough to get him the nod. Yeah, Um, I feel like he's going to be a star already. He's very good. Yeah. Young talent. He certainly has that talent. It's about, yeah, how quickly he gets there, I think. Mm. MVP? I might go with Giannis. Giannis? Giannis. It's tough to bet against Giannis, although mm. I did see a video of him today limping around after his latest game oh. for Greece. So, <laughs> But um, no, I think, yeah, if I put my money on someone at Giannis, I think he's just got mm. all the tools to yeah. to dominate. So, mm. yeah. Just imagine if he had a jump shot. <laughs> it's it's improving. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he even needs it to be elite. He just needs it to be okay. Sure. And he's just too damaging everywhere else. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Well, it can't be Chet Holmgren anymore. He's not no. going to play. Yeah. Um, gee, rookie of the year. Um, From the new season, I don't even know. Yeah, that's a tough one. We'll skip that. Uh, who, who went number one again in the draft? Oh, who was number one again? I forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to just move on? Yeah, let's move all on. Right, all right. Um, what is your top five NBA all-time list? NBA all-time list. It's a tough question. The question of the century. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Magic Johnson at point guard. Six nine point guard. Okay. Go okay. with his IQ. It's Respect. tough to beat. I think Michael Jordan picks himself at shooting guard. I don't think there's even anyone close. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Don't know. Um, small forwards a bit tougher. Toss up between LeBron James and Larry Bird. I think LeBron's resume probably gets him there now. So LeBron yeah. at small forward. Mm. I'm taking Tim Duncan at power forward. Okay. Lowest maintenance superstar there has ever been. Mr. Fundamentals. Yeah. Mr. Fundamentals. You plug him out there. Doesn't care for touches. Doesn't care for fame. Just does his job. And then at centre, 
That's a tough one too, but I might go with – right, I might go with one slightly left field. I might go with Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. That's yeah, center. Yeah, what do you think on the GOAT debate between LeBron and MJ? I think GOAT debates – it's a nice thing to kind of throw out there and talk about and stuff. I think it's ultimately a pretty silly question. They're playing in different eras. Basketball is completely yeah, different. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, I think they're both worthy of being in that conversation. Um, but – Growing up when I did, starting following basketball in the late 80s, I'm always going to lead towards MJ. I think his finals record speaks for itself. Um, Yeah. MJ never didn't show up. LeBron, uh, there have been a few times where he hasn't quite turned up. Yeah. 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 Um, And that just never would happen with MJ. So I'm always going to lean MJ. Okay. Okay. Um, How do you or how should NBA players get over an NBA finals loss or even missing a shot? Um, yeah, good question. I think the best thing that an NBA player can do is make their whole life not necessarily about basketball. So as long as they have a broader perspective of life and, hey, this is just a game and just my career, it doesn't totally define who I am as a person, it'll be a lot easier for them to get over a loss or get over a missed shot. But I think if you look at the very best players, whether it be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, um, the reality is they've missed more shots than anybody else in history. Yeah. Exactly. And yet they still want the ball and they still want to take those shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are they doing differently? The reality is they have a, a perspective of the game that this isn't everything. Hmm. It's I'm giving all of myself to this, but win, lose, or draw, I'm okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some people struggle with it missing shots or getting over it. I think if it becomes an issue for a pro player, for instance, um, then they should be seeking some sort of help psychologically from a counselor or a, or a psychologist and um, to help them to overcome that and hmm. um, to not let it be a hurdle for them. But um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I uh, agree. Like making a shot, like a big deal, like a missed shot, that's just, it's just leading to like you failure. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the most important thing for a rookie in the NBA to try to do uh, to avoid getting mental health issues? Yeah, good question. I think it's something the NBA is taking a lot more seriously in the last few years, particularly since the bubble season, yeah. um, the COVID season. Um, mental health has become a much bigger point of emphasis for the NBA. They've got like programs and things now mm-hmm. um, where athletes can access um, mentors and counsellors and, and psychologists um, to assist if they get themselves into mental health difficulties, but I think they also have a, um, for all incoming rookies into the league, they have as part of their induction into the league, they have mental health training to give them basic ideas and skills of kind of what to look out for and what to do and what not to do that might help. Um, But again, I think it's what can they do? I think not making basketball their whole life is a really key thing. Having some broader perspective of, hey, there's other things in life other than basketball, family, friends, um, some hobbies outside yeah. the game if they can have that um, so that their whole world is not just this this one thing that they're striving towards. Yeah. They've got some other interests and things in their life as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, what is mental health? Mental health? Um, when people hear the phrase mental health, I often think of poor mental health. So if someone's yeah. got mental illness or mental health difficulties, that's what they think of. But mental health is also 
positive mental health. How do you stay well and healthy in your mind? Yeah. Um, so mental health, yeah, is both the positive and the negative of um, your mental state currently. So um, we often focus on the negative side of things when people aren't doing well with their mental health, but I think a more useful um, use of your time is to focus on how do we build good mental health. Um, and that's, I guess, what the MBA and people are trying to do now with those more proactive programs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how did COVID-19, in your opinion, affect MBA players' mental health? Yeah. Um, they did lots of surveys and stuff on players during that time and after that time. Um, and it seemed to have a, a, a really major negative impact on, on players. Yeah. Um, if you think about how that season played out, they were in a bubble in Disney World in Florida, which sounds like a wonderful holiday yeah. as long as you're not stuck there and you can't leave for several exactly. months, which they were. So they're separated from family, they're separated from friends, they don't get to see home, they're living out of a hotel, they have no opportunity to do anything else other than basketball yeah. for a period of three or four months or, or however wow. long it was. Um, that's tough on people. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pressure when you're in that environment too and you have no escape. You're just stuck there with no support network and no people around you other than basketball people. Um, so it seems as though that had a really negative impact on players' mental health. Yeah. It made for a really good basketball product. I think the lack of distractions meant that the quality of basketball during that time, particularly during the playoffs, was really, really high. Yeah. Because players had nothing else to do other than work on basketball. Um, but it seems as though, yeah, it had a, a major negative impact on their mental health. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, for example, many teams that could have won didn't, like Paul George, like he suffered mainly from the bubble. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah, affecting yeah. <laughs> very greatly. Yeah. Moving on, uh, does calling NBA players' names like, for example, Westbrook, PG 13%, Le Balm affect them? If yes, uh, how do you think it affects them? Uh, um, if you are tuning in, you're listening to Mac Live on Live FM, live from McKillop College Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Jack and my co-host today is Alex and our special guest today is Mr. Collins, a school counsellor at McKillop College Werribee. Uh, back to your question. Yeah. Uh, so do those nicknames or um, if you call them that, <laughs> negative <laughs> nicknames uh, affect them? I think it's hard to know. Every individual is different. Um, so I think potentially if you're reading those negative stories and negative nicknames about yourself, it could have a negative impact on you. Um, like, for instance, I don't think LeBron James cares at all yeah. what's written about him. For sure, yeah. I think he's above and beyond. He probably doesn't even read it, to be honest. Um, but even someone like Russell Westbrook, who's copping a lot of heat right now, yeah. some of deservedly he's not really playing particularly well. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say those nicknames have a real impact on him. He doesn't seem to be affected by anything. He just goes out and plays the same way to his detriment a lot of the time. I don't think he's learnt or improved, um, but he doesn't seem bothered by any of the media speculation at all. So I think yeah. potentially nicknames like that can have a negative impact on players um, if they're reading it. Yeah. I think smart players probably don't even read that yeah. stuff. So you reckon so. like more in the younger players? Definitely, yeah. So I think... Younger players who aren't as experienced or aren't as sure of themselves perhaps in, in where they are in their careers probably yeah. be more affected. Naturally, um, they would just be more prone to read those. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how should young athletes who are just starting deal with mental health? Yeah, I think 
looking at mental health for a young athlete, they should really look at it the same way they see their, their physical health or their physical development. It's about investing in yourself. So if you're willing to invest in yourself as, um, you know, weight training or um, doing Pilates or yoga to improve your flexibility or any of those things you're willing to invest time into to build yourself as a physical athlete, you probably should also be spending time on your mental your mental health and, and your mental attributes as an athlete as well. So yeah. if you're willing to put in the time, um, I think that's probably the best way to do it is spending time with a psychologist, not necessarily because there's something wrong, but because I want to learn the skills and the ways to cope better if do, things do go wrong. Also just to keep myself well and keep myself performing well. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there were surveys, surveys that were conducted that found athletes were significantly more likely to report high to very high psychological distress compared to general community rooms, uh, 17.15% versus 9.5%. Uh, most likely to report symptoms of depression, anxiety. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. Athletes are under a lot of scrutiny um, and they face a lot of pressure. Um, that can be pressure from themselves just to perform. It can be pressure from their team and the organization they work for to perform. It's pressure from fans. It's pressure from media. Um, there, there are lots of um, reasons why it's difficult. We can look at athletes and think that's a really glamorous lifestyle and it's live, they're living a dream and whatever, but it comes with pressure and responsibility too. Yeah. Um, also, some of the things we talked about, about kind of living in the bubble, um, you're spending lots of time away from home, traveling mm -hmm. lots, living yeah. out of hotel rooms, away from your support network. Um, there are lots of, of things about that lifestyle that are um, potentially really detrimental to your mental health. Um, and I think that's, that's what we see. We see um, those athletes that are affected by it and we're seeing them talk about it more now. Yeah. So we're kind of, it's being brought to our attention that, oh, this, this isn't all people that actually people go through it. Yeah. This isn't all it's rainbows and fun. There, there's, there's um, a downside to this level of um, scrutiny and fame as well. Um, what are the key things that could cause you mental health problems while playing sports? Yeah. So I think we just talked about some of them kind of, or the, the pressures that come on you from many different areas. Um, there's also really simple things like, if you're traveling a lot and living at a hotel room and let's say you play a game at 7.30 at night, you're probably not getting home till 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning at the earliest yeah. and that's not even home, that's a hotel room. Many athletes report um, it's really hard to go to sleep after a game. You're still kind of charged up. Yeah, adrenaline um, and stuff. Adrenaline, lots on your mind. Um, you're on your own. That's maybe where all those pressures come in. Some some athletes need to eat after a game. They might they mightn't be able to eat before a game because of nerves. Um, they might be getting to sleep till two thirty three o'clock in the morning, and then they're up at six a.m. getting on a bus and then getting yeah. on a plane and traveling yeah. to the next city. So even just something as simple as that loss of sleep or that inability to sleep normally can have a huge impact on mental health. Um, yeah. So th there there are a multitude of reasons why why athletes suffer from them. Yeah. Um, sports are shown to help improve mental health. Why is that it's mostly common for most athletes to suffer from either anxiety or depression? Yeah. Um, I think most of the studies that show an improvement, sport improving mental health is done more at kind of the, the grassroots or community yeah. sport level. And we see that, I mean, the stats are really clear across time that that's a really good healthy thing for mental health. Exercise is really great for mental health. 
um, team environments um, and all the physical benefits you get from from exercise are great for mental health as well. For sure. um, but I think the difference is when you reach that pro level is the level of scrutiny and the way that being a pro athlete just messes with your normal day-to-day functioning in life. Um, there are great benefits to it, obviously, making lots of money and yeah. um, living a lifestyle that you've always dreamt of. But then the downside is, yeah, it's a pretty unreal life to be living and that can have a really negative impact on people's mental health. Yeah. Uh, how do you balance keeping your mental health in check while helping others' mental health issues? Yeah, I think that generally I think there's a pretty simple rule about that. That is you can't be a help to someone else with their mental health unless you're well yourself. So we're kind of conditioned in life to put others before us. But when it comes to your mental health, you really need to know when that time is that I need to prioritize myself. I need to put my own mental health above anything else because I can't really be there to help somebody else unless I'm well myself and in a good place. Um, I think that's the simplest way to look at it is – um, you have to prioritize yourself first and then if you're in a good place, you've got something more to give to someone else. Yeah. Uh, what do you think are the main causes for mental health problems in normal society and in the NBA? Uh, gee, main causes. Um, <laughs> that's a tough question to answer because it depends what yeah. mental health condition you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but we see, I mean, rates of mental illness are continuing to go up, whether that be yeah. in the community or in pro athlete ranks. Um, yeah, there's a multitude of factors. Um, I think if you want to talk really generally about it, um, I think one thing that you can identify is people who are lacking meaning or purpose in their life. So if they're going okay. to work every day at a job they hate, or they're going to school every day for eight hours a day and they hate going to school, chances are if you're spending eight hours a day doing something you despise, it's probably going to have a negative impact on your mental health. So I think that lack of meaning and purpose um, as a general kind of rule um, is something that has – it's more common in the modern world if you think about changes to modern society. So – People are less religious than they ever have been. People used to find great meaning and purpose in the religion they followed, yeah. whereas people are becoming much less religious now. So there are those kind of institutions and and broad community things that society used to have in abundance that we don't have anymore. And some people are finding a lack of purpose or meaning in the things that they're doing day to day. And I think as a general point of discussion, that's probably a cause of a great deal of, of, of mental distress and mental illness. Yeah. And it's good to recognize like stuff like that in your mental illness and, and to do stuff like, for example, like talking to someone, you know, getting some help, you could, you know, really help. Um, what are some strategies you can help to, oh, sorry. How can you prevent mental health problems? Yeah. I think, um, as a general rule is to try to find people in your life, you trust that you can talk to about things. So, no matter what the difficulty is, even if it's a small thing or if it's a large thing, if you can have some people in your life that you trust and you can open up to and talk to about whatever you're going through, you might be able to nip something that's just beginning in the bud and prevent it from becoming a bigger problem that might lead to mental illness. Um, but then if, if you're already at a point where you're really struggling, it might then be 
talking to a professional. So spending some time with a psychologist or a counsellor. Um, you guys have access to, to it at school, but you can access it in the community as well. And um, yeah, no, no mental health issue or mental illness is untreatable. There's, there's something you can do if you connect with the right people and, and, and you can get assistance. And in that, like also like some people, like their main cause of mental health is they don't have purpose, like a simple act of finding purpose, like a religion, you know, yeah. could really help. You, know? you can find purpose in many different ways. Like exactly. some people's purpose can be family. Some people's purpose can be sport. a friendship group that they have. It can exactly. be sport. It can be some other group or club that you belong to um, that, can, that can give you a life great meaning and purpose. Um, it can be volunteering and doing something for others some people find great purpose in. Um, there are lots of ways that you can do it. It might be as simple as my, my choices in life right now aren't healthy for me. Like I might be in a job that I hate and despise and it makes me miserable every day. So maybe I need to look at, hey, a career change or a new career path or a new job somewhere. Um, lots of different things in life can provide you purpose. It's about recognizing that the path I'm on is not working for me and making a decision that I need to do something different. Yeah. Yep. Recognize it. Uh, what would you do if the support doesn't help? The support doesn't help. Um, I think it's really important to persist because there are, if you're connected with someone who really knows what they're doing um, and they're a, a really good sound professional at what they do, like a psychologist or someone, persist with it because they'll be using strategies that are um, – data-driven and proven to work. So it's about persisting for a period of time, um, making sure that you give that your full attention and your full time and energy and giving it a great go. If it, after that it still doesn't work, then it might be seeking the help of a, a different professional um, or trying something different. Um, I think there are, there are always healthy choices you can make in your own life too. It's not always just relying on a professional to make you better. It's also... What choices are I making in my own life that are healthy? Am I exercising enough? Am I hydrating enough? Am I eating healthily? Am I getting enough sleep? All of those really simple things can have a, a great deal of impact on your mental health as well. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you to our guest, Mr. Collins. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name is Jack and my co-host today is Alex. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information useful. Until next time, have a great day.